You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, Graham Trainer. And with the 21st pick in the NFL 2023 draft, um, oh, wait, hey, uh, hey, make a wish, kid. Will you come over here? I got a booger I need to rub on you. Oh, it's yeah. It's me, Roger Goodell. Me, Roger. It's me. It's me. Um. <laughs> Roger has done a pretty good job of defending. No, just kidding. This is Graham from yeah down in Texas. Um, he's done a fairly good <laughs> job. He embraced the booze on the first pick when he first got introduced. He had the two he guests. Drunk? He had the two guests, uh, like boo him, and he got a laugh out of it. And I was like, okay, I, I think said, we're done. Booing. I think he said booze like Sarkeesian over you know up up north here in Austin. You're talking about booze like yelling booze like boo. Yeah, the booze. Boo. Ah. Yeah. S, not Z. He might be drunk. He's like his ah. biggest night. He's no. like, whatever, let's get hammered. You can't pour t- what if you poured tequila down C three PO's gullet? He would he would uh shock he would what's it called? He would hate uh there is no way that that short short circuit. Short short, circuit. Yeah. There's <laughs> no way that Roger Goodell isn't a good hang with with like the billionaire owners. They just love his vibe where like he couldn't hang out with us. He couldn't like he wouldn't be a good hang for the the lay person, but among those among those billionaires, he's like yeah yeah yeah, and he just kisses their butt and and drinks all their booze, like, guaranteed. I don't know. I feel like Jerry kind of. I feel like Jerry kind of like once right. He's like, oh, thank God that ginger's gone. I can't wait to just like at least you know say what I want to say and not worry about him you know wearing a wire. I think he's probably kind of lame, and they just they just kind of like what a kiss ass. Get out of here. Oh, all right. That's a good take. I, I just thought, like, if he's been around so long, they probably like hanging out with him. Mm. No, I mean, look at my wife. I wouldn't want. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> want to hang out with Jerry Jones because he probably just does a bunch of illegal stuff that the good old boys Whoa. used to do. And you're like, ah, Jerry, you 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 have you need to grow up. Massey, this is peacetime, not wartime. Daniel Snyder's gone. <laughs> you're right. We are. You're right. Okay, we have a pact. An absolutely packed show. We are recording towards the later half of the first round of the NFL draft, so we will keep that. Try to keep you up to speed. With they've already gone through how many picks, trainer? Twenty nineteen. Uh, Chargers just took a weapon, Quentin Johnson, from over in For- up, up in Fort Worth, Texas, from TCU. Um, great receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, tough, tough national title game. Obviously, yeah. The opposing team was eating chicken wings famously at halftime. That or during was, the game in third third quarter, or third quarter, half, second yeah. quarter, yeah. They ordered chicken wings. Um, That's pretty awesome. Seen some Georgia guys go. Um, I actually did, Messi. I, I noticed our our old intern Todd. He left a mess of paperwork and data analysis for me to clean up. Okay. And while doing while doing so, I realized that tonight's draft um, show is actually our three hundred fiftieth show. Three hundred and fifty. Yeah, I, I did I did a little bit of grace of you know plus or minus here and there, but. It came out to 52 times seven, seven years, 52 weeks in a year is 364. We've skipped a few because Massey's got to go on the river and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about, we're, we're about 350, 350 in. All right. Congratulations. Congratulations. 350 oh, shows here on KHOL. That, there was a couple of years there we didn't realize we could have our own podcast. That was kind of silly of us. 
Yeah, speaking think, of which, um, I feel like we, yeah, speaking of which, I feel like we, one of our first go down memory lane back when I was in my early 30s, um, we did a recording to submit for approval to KHL by watching the draft and talking doo doo on the couch about what was going on during the draft. Oh, really? I thought we were watching the LSU game. We did, we did several. We've got 20 hours of content, Massey. Okay. Starting to get a little, little fuzzy up here. Um, okay, let's let's start off. We'll, we'll get to the draft here, but let's let's talk about the NBA because the NBA has gotten pretty interesting in this first round between uh, the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Only a couple of uh, series have been settled. And do, where, where do you want to start, in the East or the West, Trainer? Um, I, we started with the West last week, so let's let's have some fun and let's go east. Oh, let's get let's get let's get wild! All right, so shockingly, shockingly, the Atlanta Hawks are trying to force Boston to do a game seven that is currently in flux. Now the Miami, excuse me, New York went ahead and and gentlemen swept the Cavs. That's where we were wrong. The 76ers, they cleanly swept the Nets. They will face the winner of Boston Atlanta. Miami, the biggest surprise. As an eight seed, play-in game, tournament runner-ups. Is that fair to say? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Play-in yeah, turn- play tournament runner-ups. Beat the Bucks 4-1 to one with Jimmy Butler absolutely leading the way. Making comebacks after comebacks. I mean, Jimmy Butler is, is can we call he him the or the dog in him? Whatever phrase you want to use. Jimmy Butler is is the definition of when people say, oh, it's playoff mode. Playoff Jimmy is what everyone else is trying to achieve. That type of tenacity, defense, mm-hmm. offense, you know, just dog, dog in them. Yeah, never never uh, self-appointed like playoff P, uh, Paul George, garbage, yeah. garbage playoff player. But when you self-appoint yourself, you give yourself a nickname about doing something you're, you're not actually end up being good at, whether you're staying healthy or you just have bad games in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler is – Incredible. He had a, he has one of the, he has a six most points in a playoff game of all time. 56. Yeah, 56. Um, yeah. Amongst great. I remember uh, some guys named Michael Jordan and heard Wilt of or some stuff heard yeah, of him too. That, on that list. He had a, I read something where he had an article from 10 years ago in 2013, do the math mm-hmm. um, where he said the one thing I, it was kind of one of those like most likely to succeed most handsome. <laughs> it was like senior but it was superlative. Yeah, it was like a teeny bot magazine article type thing interview. It's like the one thing I'd never wear is, and he wrote said a Miami Heat jersey. Oh, in two thousand in two thousand thirteen, which is funny because he means that means he hated the Heatles. He hated the whole like LeBron decision. He hated like that the, th- the big three getting together. Yeah, yeah. He's just like he's a one man show. He's 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 a grinder. Um, and I also he also said I'd never spend more. I'd never spend more than $20 on blank. And he said, socks, I usually don't wear them. He's a man after my own heart. He is a man of the people. Remember when he used to sell cups of coffee for a premium in the bubble and just made, you know, made like <laughs> thousand bucks while he was down there in the bubble. He is kind of like, how about this? Here's a good comparison. He is what Damien, he's a more successful Damien Lillard. More successful Damien Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. He takes people playoffs for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He just absolutely embarrassed the Bucks. They won the most games in the East. They were the number one seed. Everyone was saying Giannis is gonna has a clear path to the Eastern Conference Finals. Giannis and Tikambupo. Oh, is he the 
he's the other European guy besides Dirk. He's, he's the Greek. Guy. He is the Greek freak. And he got hurt. Jimmy Butler took advantage of that. He ended up Jimmy Butler guarded, which is un unlike NBA players now. He guarded Drew Holiday most of the series and really held Drew Holiday to pretty pedestrian numbers. I can't we we're we're sticking too long in this Heat Buck series, but it's oh, just it's good, so it's shocking that Jimmy Butler just needs his flowers. He just he, he's I I had this in my critical number, but let's just go ahead and say it since we're going on him. He averaged 38 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists while shooting 60% from the field and 44% from behind the arc. He had comebacks in almost every game. Last night he forced overtime with 0.8 seconds left on an inbounds play where every single person knew that Jimmy Butler was going to get the ball. In game four, he outscored the Bucks 21 to 16 over the final seven minutes. In game five, he was down 13, and he single-handedly outscored the Bucks 14 to 10 over the last four minutes and 40 seconds, capping off regulation with a last-second shot to force overtime. And he did this all while garling Drew Holiday for the majority of Drew Holiday's minutes. He did it all. One-man show. Willed his team to the second round, much like in 2020 in the bubble that we formerly mentioned, that he willed his team to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's time to put Jimmy Butler in the conversation of top 10, top five NBA player. All time? All time? No. Everybody calm down. <laughs> well, Massey, you're getting a little fast and loose with the huddle here, so I need you to calm down for one. Let's be structured like the NFL draft. Um, one at a time. Just kidding. I like it. I like what you said. Um, yeah, amazing back-to-back games. It seemed like one of those, oh, that was cute, Jimmy, but you're out of gas now. There's no way yeah. to do it again. Did it again. Um, my hindsight actually was my joke overreaction last week when we covered this. I said, the Bucks are better without Giannis. And I said, just kidding. I should never have said that. They won the one game they won against the Heat. He was not playing. Yeah. The Bucks, he's a problem. He's a cancer in the locker room. He had. Do you see the overreaction that the media did when he was asked by a reporter, "Do you think this season is a failure?" Which yes, is, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. He's. I liked his response. He put that reporter in his place. He really did, and he didn't lash out. He was no. clearly upset. He rubbed his hands on his face, like threw his hair back of his hands. He called the reporter by name. I don't know his name. Let's call him Frank. And he was like, Frank, like. Do you really believe the question you're asking me? This is a step. We didn't win a championship. Yes, that was our goal. And he put it, laid it out there so eloquently. And then the media said, look at Giannis blowing up. He couldn't have said anything more down to earth, to the point, and answer the question well. And it was a stupid question in order to try to trap him into having an emotional response after getting beat four to one in a series. I, I wanted to spit on every single media member that put out a news headline of Giannis erupts when a reporter asks him questions. It's like, no, he, no, he didn't. Like, he, let's keep it real, guys. No, and he, he kept it real by making a real-life analogy. He said, what is a failure for you if you don't get a promotion in a year? Is that a failure? Like, that's a good point. Like, yeah, that you can't just be like, every year this reporter doesn't, like, do better at his job to get a promotion is he having a failure of a year? Did Michael Jordan have a failure of nine seasons when he didn't win the championship for the yeah. Bulls? Like he made, he made that reference too. And I was like, that's a great way to put it. LeBron, speaking of which, 2013, 2011, before that, when he lost to the Dallas Mavericks, mm-hmm. when he was asked whether it was a failure for the Heat and he was getting a little, a little butthurt during his interview, he said, well, at least tomorrow, like I can wake up and I'm still 
LeBron and you're like a poor person or something. I, you have to look it up, kids. <laughs> but it was something along those lines. So Giannis, more mature than LeBron. Yeah. When I wake up tomorrow, I'm LeBron James. And what are you? You're some washed up beat writer. Yeah, Thanks, LeBron. Exactly. All right, let's go over to the West. In the West, we have the Denver versus Phoenix in the second round. Denver took care of business against the T-Wolves, beating them in the series 4-1. to one. Phoenix took care of an hobbled L.A. squad, L.A. Clippers, that is, and beat them 4-1. to one. Kawhi Leonard diagnosed with a torn meniscus in his right knee. Paul George is sore. I don't know. I forgot what his injury was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sacramento is down two games with three versus Golden State. Golden State can close it Great out. Great series, though. Great, Great series. series. Golden State Still can bad close it Fox. out next Fox week. Yeah. Darian Farks hurt his finger, shooting finger. Not sure if that's important. <laughs> yeah, your left, your left-handed shooting finger. He broke it. He didn't just hurt his fingy like uh, some some players. Who was the last player that hurt his fingy? We made fun of. This is an actual finger hurt. Actual injury. I think this Luka is an hurt his fingy. Are you hurt? No, or you Dak injured? Prescott hurt his fingy. Oh, that was that's right. He hurt his fingy. That was a fingy hurt. Uh, this is a great. I love light the beam. By the way, the purple beam that goes up into outer space and probably blinds some alien six light years away is electric. I love it. The beam for Sacramento. What is this? Oh, the oh the Sacramento beam. Light I'm the sorry. beam, dude. And yeah, I didn't know you. I guess you're you're all in on Sacramento. Is are you jumping shit from the Pels? No. What? Don't, why are you ever reacting like that? No. <laughs> I just like the gimmick. Light the beam. I'm a gimmick guy. If you serve oh, ice the, cream that's square, I think it's pretty cool. Shout out Exxon Gas Station in Swan Valley. Square ice cream. I love that place. So uh, they. So that that is a, a good series as well as Memphis and Lakers. Uh, Memphis uh, is down two to three versus the Lakers, and Memphis is kind of looking like clowns, although they were able to beat Lakers Ooh. in their in Game Five. So those are the two most interesting series: Lakers versus Memphis, Sacramento versus Golden State. Let's go ahead and try to pick these last two games that are happening over the course of the weekend. I think Golden State might close out Sacramento tomorrow, just with yeah. their experience and their and Darren Fox being hurt. Yeah, agree. And and Sabonis has not had a good series, and he's their second best player. You know, that's because Draymond Creams gave him a ruptured his liver by stomping on him like the Rock. Well, it's better than a wiener punch from Dylan Brooks to LeBron. Speaking of LeBron, yes. I do want to do, do want to give him his his uh, bouquet real quick. I'm very impressed by uh, he has the most points per game. But th- sorry, this is the list of like great players uh, with the most points per game in their. Um, 20th season. Yeah. Kobe had 17, 17.6. Dirk had 12. Kareem had 10. Vince Carter had five. And LeBron has had 20, we can round up, 29 points a game. Pretty, pretty impressive. <laughs> it's starting to get to the point with LeBron that I'm like, miles, every milestone in the game, he's so obnoxious. So you kind of hate on it for a while. But then you realize he's 39 years old and he's still doing this. And you think to yourself, 38, Massey, we're LeBron and I are 38 for another year. Thank okay. You. So what have you done with your life versus the 38 year old LeBron? You know, I'm like, doing it right. I'm doing it right now. I'm just saying you start to get your comparisons. You're like, man. Yeah. You, you, some people mm-hmm. had to drop off in their 20th season. He, he was so fun to watch. Uh, I watched the entire second half of the, I don't know, game four. Uh, when they won in overtime where he had 20, 20 and 20, 20 rebounds for LeBron. It was incredible. He's, I mean, I can't believe he had 20 rebounds. Yeah. He's, 
I think we need to start taking the Lakers seriously in the in these playoffs. I if they slip up to Memphis, that's gonna make me feel dumb. But looking looking at it, I mean, think about the Western Conference playoffs. It's kind of the more entertaining one. If the Lakers versus Golden State would be an electric second round matchup in the Western Conference, I'm already intrigued what Denver is going to yeah. do with Phoenix. You know, yeah, I like uh, I like what these these playoff matchups are looking to be. Um, Denver against Phoenix, potentially, like you said, uh, that'd be that'd be a hell of a hell of a matchup. Golden State. Um, LeBron versus uh, Steph, and then the East actually looks pretty How, interesting. Uh, like, may, may I interrupt? How lame does Memphis versus Sacramento sound? Whew. Pretty bad. Pretty, pretty bad. bad. <laughs> pretty bad. All right, but I'll continue. Continue in the East. I don't. I don't want to see Dylan Brooks hit Deer and Fox in the wiener. I, <laughs> I like Deer and Fox. <laughs> They're perverts. So. I think the Sacramento King are perverts. <laughs> I ever. I was watching that game, and it was about three, three just groin shots, and I was like, "What is happening here?" And people were trying. Well, people were dropping like flies. It, if it hit anywhere around the groin, I think their coach would be like, and you're dead. You just got shot in the head. You are dead. But the uh, the Grizzlies might be perverts. But let's move on to the East. What were you saying about the Eastern Conference playoffs? Oh, I, I was going to say the potential matchups. Um, we got Boston would play 76ers. I believe, yeah, the Sixers, which is awesome. Yes. And then I, I like this uh, uh, basically Jimmy, Jimmy B versus his former coach, Tom Thibodeau, which is going to happen where he became the defensive juggernaut he is. And like pretty much like the all around great player. I think in those first, his um, adolescent bulls days, as you might put it, yep. <clears throat> learned a lot about being a professional um, and Jalen Brunson, obviously love to watch him play for a different team in the playoffs. MSG is going to be rocking. It's a great place for NBA playoff basketball. You don't see it that often, especially this late in the year. <laughs> Um, Knicks or Heat, Knicks or Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's pretty pretty wild stuff. That is pretty wild. If if the Knicks make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, that MSG is going to be electric. Do you remember watching? And I have the vaguest memories of Michael Jordan and Patrick Ewing playing when Patrick Ewing was uh, kind of in the twilight of his career, and Michael mm-hmm. Jordan was playing in the Mecca. Those were great. Those were great games. I can, like remember like getting fuzzy cable on. My grandmother's television. We had a wrap aluminum foil around the bunny ears to watch Michael Jordan play. Even even uh, Alonzo Mourning on his heat years against the Knicks and Patrick Ewing. Those are good. Those are also '90s um, when MJ retired for a bit. And you're gonna know. You're gonna know that Jimmy's gonna show up on the road in New York. I mean, Miami doesn't yeah. fill up their stadium until that's midway through the second quarter. So Jimmy's gonna feed off that crowd. I'm hoping Mark Cuban fires Mark Cuban, the owner, fires Mark Cuban, the GM, if Jalen Brunson goes to the Easter Conference Finals. That's my. <laughs> You've been stuck on that. Quest. Yeah, uh, you, I know. I get it. I, I did the same thing with Drew Holiday for a while. I get it. I'm there. I'm with you. I said it when it happened. Worse than Gilling Nashko. Facts. Facts. All right. Let's get into. Uh, let's get in a little bit of the draft here. Changing subjects real quick. The first handful oh, yeah, that of picks. Sh- that TV show. Yeah. The first two picks, I was not surprised. Were you surprised? I was surprised by Stroud. Um, Are you, okay, and, and let me interrupt. Were you yeah. surprised because Stroud, someone has been trying to submarine his draft stock through the media, through like releasing Reddit threads from saying he didn't score on the most recent S. They called like, well, the S two test. Do you remember the <laughs> other test that you, we used to do? They're like, oh, Wonderlick. the Wonderlick, Wonderlick test. He scored poorly on that. It's like, who gives a damn? Does he know that it's cover zero? 
Like, it's like, what are yeah, you talking the, about? Can you step up in the pocket and hit a receiver in stride? There's a test. How about that test? I was getting so mad, and you can kind of hear it in my voice right now. I was getting so woo. mad at the people being like, well, you know, C.J. Stroud, some red flags here. No, he's a leader. He's a he's a stand-up guy, and he takes shots. He knows how to take shots downfield. He knows how to get hit, which look at Tua. Tua doesn't know how to get hit. And he is Bryce big and thick. So Bryce knows how to get hit. That is a fact. Look at Ooh. look at your look at your draft stock, dude. All right. Todd okay. McShay says Bryce Young knows how to get hit and absorb contact. CJ Stroud, someone was out there trying to sabotage him. Oh, uh, homeboy from Notre Dame that never played more than a season in the NFL. Brady Quinn. Brady Quinn was saying, oh, he turned down the prestigious Manning Academy. It's like, no, he didn't. He was in Ohio State, politely declined and said, hey, I'm going to get some extra work with my receivers before the season starts in a couple of weeks. It was just such an intentional effort to submarine this guy's stock, and it really pissed me off. No, I agree. And it's the beta test, basically, of this S2. They're, they're basically pretending like this S2, SAT that are making uh, players take. It's like they've had it around for 40 years and these numbers actually matter. It's the first time they've had this test. Yeah. They're like, look, Who cares. They're like, look, he scored a 19. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Nobody what does knows. a 19 Nobody mean? Nobody, like, there's well, no, there's- Bryce Young scored a 98. What does that mean? Out of what? Is this like QBR? His QBR is 212. What? What does that mean? It, th- those stats. All right. Cool off, Massey. Those stats piss me off. <laughs> All right. No, I love it. The first surprise of the NFL draft is in the third pick. Houston trades back up with from the Cardinals, and my projection of Will Anderson going third was right to the Cardinals. Eh, incorrect. But he went third and joined C.J. Stroud in Texans. D'Amico Ryan's got his edge defender in Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, trainer? I thought it was an incredible pick. I can't believe the Cardinals didn't just stay and take him. It's so dumb. So Cardinals. The Cardinals are so bad. The Cardinals arguably have the worst roster in Huge the NFL. Whiff. Huge whiff. I mean, they've got problems right now. I mean, they're basically like the next, just as a franchise, they're like the next coming of the the commanders when it comes to like treating, instead of like sex scandals, it's more like treating players and staff like garbage. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, not surprising the Cardinals traded out and made a bad move. But, yeah, impressed by the Texans' two and three picks and what they've done. I was curious because the Cardinals do have so many holes if they realize that they just need picks wherever they are. Does yeah, that, that makes sense. Motivation. They're like, yeah. we just need as many warm bodies in this facility as possible. Now, the Houston trade, uh, excuse me, the Houston has 11 picks this draft. No, excuse me, 12 picks this draft, 11 picks next draft. They have what they call draft capital. Mm. How do you like that word? Draft like capital. Thunder. So they were able to kind of move some, do some moving and a shaking and was able to get Will Anderson. Now, the number four pick, I'll let you introduce this. Are you surprised who the Colts picked at number four? I'm not because before the draft, uh, AR, the four artists formerly known as AR 15 said, I'm going to be in the hall of fame one day. I already know it. I'm going to grind until I am a hall of famer. Do you know, you know that Canton okay, cannot be that far from Indianapolis, right? Right. The Colts took Anthony Richardson quarterback from Florida. I'm surprised by this, but kind of not surprised. He tested off the charts and everything athletic. What we like to stress on this show is how much tape and what how he looks on that tape. That's why we're laughing at Will Levis because he has a lot of tape, and any time he played a good team, that tape was bad. With Anthony Richardson, Florida has been kind of a dumpster fire. 
They yeah. didn't have they had fired their coach, what, three quarters of the way through the season or just after the season ended last year. Florida was a bit of a mess. But Anthony Richardson, I am surprised because I think he might start the next season. Maybe not game number one, but I was hoping Anthony Richardson was gonna have a mentor where you knew he was going to sit down a year there wasn't going to be mm-hmm. any pressure on him initially so it would be able to catch up to the game but with Gardner Minshew as the Colts lead quarterback that's going to get stale pretty quick yeah well at least I mean what as opposed to CJ Stroud who's walking into a terrible team like in terms of talent around him Anthony Richardson is walking into a good team in Correct. terms of talent around him so he's got that going for him he's got a crazy owner who loves pills but you know he will be able to read the defensive end and be like Am I keeping this? Am I throwing this? Or am I going to pitch it to Jonathan Taylor? That's a pretty good – That's a. those are a pretty couple yeah. of good options. Great defense, good offensive line. Yeah. Uh, he's got Michael Pittman as a good weapon, a receiver. Um, yeah, great great fan base, good good football football town. Right, great football town there in Midwestern Indianapolis. He crushed it. He Oh, actually, I didn't think of this. He crushed it at the Combine. Where's the Combine, Massey? Lucas Oil Field. Oh, look at there. He he probably – Jim Irsay was probably like, just just settle yeah, in. Stay stay here. You, you you perform well at Indy. Yeah, I'll get you my real estate agent. Well, you, he'll give you a good price. He'll give you a good price, all right? All right. Uh, any other surprises before I go through some people that, you know, kind of kind of expected? Devin Witherspoon from Illinois went to Seattle at the five spot. He was by far the best cornerback in this draft. They, he allowed zero touchdowns in coverage last year. Zero. Yeah. Very good. Big Ten football, though, Massey. That's correct. They only they, they only threw the ball 13 times total during that entire season. <laughs> but they did have to play good receivers like Ohio State's crew. Uh, I know, you know Michigan's got a lot of talent. Obviously, you know, Penn State does. Um, I liked when the Cardinals ended up picking a, a safe uh, left tackle. And mm-hmm. then uh, they, they – zoomed over to Adam Scheffler, who was screaming at the camera that they wanted to make sure that Kyler Murray is protected next year. So making sure that that pick made sense. Yeah. Uh, Paris, jo- Paris Johnson, Paris Johnson, Jr. Uh, have you seen the Cardinals uniforms? They look just like Ohio state. So he can, the Cardinals can save some money by letting him wear the same uniform. That's good. The Cardinals. That is good. That's, um, that's, that's, his, that's doing budgets. Well, <laughs> budgeting well there, Arizona. His dad is a former Arizona Cardinal. So I kind of, my question is wouldn't the dad be pissed because he knows how bad the Cardinals franchise is? Is any kind of like, damn it, they took my son? Yeah, there's part of me. There's part of me that thinks that you know, <laughs> you know, they're like, I mean, it would it would be something like the Jaguars picking your son. You're like, thanks, <sighs> thanks, Jaguars. I'm so happy my son's in the NFL. No, you're gonna be proud as a dad, no matter what. No, um, I know, I know. The next pick, defensive end out of Texas Tech, Tyree Wilson. He got picked by the Raiders. This seems like mm-hmm. he was the top three defensive end in this draft, so it, or defenders, defensive linemen in this draft. That seems to make sense to me. Raiders need help almost at every single position. I was I was surprised there was no joke about he's saying a Raider, you know, during the telecast. I think there's one now. Yeah, the first you heard it here first. Was <laughs> the first? Yeah, he's gonna save money. He, uh, he doesn't even have to change the name of it. Raider gear. His Raider gear. Now, Bijan Robinson out of Texas with the Falcons at number eight. This is pretty surprising, picking a running back in the top ten since they do seem to be a dime a dozen in the NFL. The thing with Bijan Robinson that separates him from everybody else, he can catch. 
I'm very happy that the Falcons did this uh, ahead of the Eagles because I was that would be the next pick. The Eagles did not get Bijan and make that offense even more disgusting. So I got lucky. But then they got Jalen Carter right after that. So the defense I was about is to be say really good. Eagles traded up for the next pick with Jalen Carter is going to join his teammate Jordan Davis on the eve interior defensive line of the Eagles. The Eagles traded up for him. The Eagles defense just got that much better. Yeah, I felt for Jalen Carter. He was he was crying. You could tell he it's I mean, we we have this Dan Snyder stuff, and I'm just disgusted by this human being. And then Jalen Carter is like gonna lose his, you know, lose millions of dollars because he was racing cars when he's 20 something, 21, 20, like the night after he won a national championship, the second one back to back, like he's it you was know, absolutely kids... tragic what happened, but and I don't want to boil it down to boys will be boys. I think that's an ignorant thing to say, but people do drive recklessly when you're young. That does happen. Yeah, and you know how many Fast and the Furious movies he's seen now? Nine. So you know, there's a lot. <laughs> that's cold, dude. That is ice cold. Yes. Well, you know the, the kids. They you know the kids. Uh, they imitate art. Yeah. Um. Anything else? Anything else from the first round before we have to get into the huddle? Um, I noticed, um, I noticed that Jameer Gibbs, Jameer, yeah, my boy, yeah. Jameer Gibbs went to the lions. He can catch as well. Pretty after, surprised. He went that far up. No, I know after the lions just suspended an Alabama kid for gambling. So, hmm. okay. There, there's something really <laughs> dumb. There's something really dumb about one yeah. gambling because they make it very clear when and where you can gamble. But it's something really dumb about placing a bet on a different sport, just using the stadium's Wi-Fi or the facility's Wi-Fi, then you get in trouble. That seems like a dumb rule to me. Is there, there's a little bit of a? I mean, Calvin Ridley got in trouble too. Is there something? Does Nick Saban teach him about FanDuel or something in in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, he's like, you know they're... what? You know what? If you really want to make some money, bet on yourself, kids. <laughs> what a side hustle. <laughs> yeah, he said all he said was bet on yourselves, and they didn't realize that was not online gambling. He should have been more clear. Yeah. So, um, Saban, yeah, clean besides, that up, would you? Bes- Besides that, uh, I was biggest surprise for me was no receiver was taken until 20, where uh, the Jigba, Smith and Jigba, got picked by the Seahawks. And then there was a wide receiver uh, run. Quentin Johnson went to the Chargers at 22. Zay Flowers went to the Ravens at 23. Jordan Addison went to the Vikings at 24. So that's pretty quick little like snatching up all the best receivers in four straight picks. They're like, are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? I'm not going to do it. Are you going to do it? Yeah, so that's and how much? How many picks do we have left? Well, I'm gonna we got to update everybody when the Cowboys pick and when the Saints pick because that's what everybody wants to hear. Well, let's yeah, let's do this. All right, we got Bills, Cowboys, Jags, Bengals, Saints. Uh oh, Massey. What? what team? Well, they just got Derek Carr. Will Levis is still on the board. None of the no. remaining teams. No. no, I'm just saying none of the remaining teams in the first round. This is a Will Levis problem, not a Saints problem. I thought you were about to say something dumb about Will Levis going to the Saints. Well, of the remaining teams that are picking in the the rest of the first round, they're the only team that have a quarterback of the future kind of question mark. I mean, the Cowboys could take him, I guess. (laughs) But besides that, you got Josh Allen, you got Trevor Lawrence, you got Joe Burrow, you got Jalen Hurts, you got Patrick Mahomes, and then you have the two – tier below guys, Derek Carr and Dak Prescott. So if Will Levis is probably not going to be picked in the first round after maybe going second overall. So pretty wild. I still would rather have Hendon Hooker than Will Levis. Yeah. Don't put mayonnaise in your coffee for attention, kids at home. All right. We got to get to the huddle. 
We have the huddle. Sorry, I'm flipping pages here. The huddle is the good news of the week, the critical number of the week, something you are stuck on, your quote slash question of the week, and finally your goat of the week. Trainer, I'll let you lead. What is your good news of the week? I feel like we need a 90-minute show, two-hour show here. Um, I don't know what to do because we haven't even touched on Ayahuasca Aaron finally going to the Jets. He was oh, a fr- part of my – Yeah. Well, it's okay. It's okay. I was like, you can save it for good news. The the Aaron Rodgers show is over. He finally gets to go to the pa- – to the he leaves the Packers. He's going to wear number eight because Joe Namath wore number 12. I'm hoping that in 20 years he's also – heavily intoxicated on the sideline, trying to kiss the sideline reporter like Joe Namath. Um, yeah. I'd love to see that of Aaron Rodgers, who's still not married with his, no family in 20 years. 31 years since the Packers went into a season with a cute, with a quarterback not named Farber Rodgers. Pretty interesting stat there. Yes. Um, and the Packers, they did acquire an interesting part of this pick. The most, the most interesting part of it is if Aaron plays 65% of his snaps this year, they get a first round pick instead of a second round pick from the Jets. Interesting. Well, the Jets with yeah. their defense and the new weapons they picked up on offense are probably going for the playoffs for the first time in 17 years or at least shooting for them. Don't they have the longest playoff drought in the NFL? Ooh. I'm pretty sure they do. I think behind yeah. them is like somebody somebody on the short list like the Broncos that haven't been there in 5 years or something. Yeah, I bet yeah, that's a good question. I'll look that up while you're you, – you do your good news. My other good news was the the Colorado uh, Buffaloes football program saga that's going on right now because right after years. the spring game – 12 years. Right after the spring game that Dion sold out, 40-plus 40, 40 players hit the transfer portal after they showcased themselves at the spring game. <laughs> yeah, okay. So th- that dovetails into my stuck on. Let's go ahead and mm. talk about Dion Sanders for a little bit. Because you, he did exactly that. He's put 47,277 fans into the Buffs stadium for their spring game. And he lost, he's been, he's lost 51 players to the transfer portal since Ooh. March, the end of March. 15, 15 plus scholarship players, too. And he's cutting players, too. He's cut, he's actively cutting them. Now, he's got cameras everywhere. He had a televised meeting that he's saying, one, he wants the current, current, former, current. His first meeting, he told the players of the former regime, regime. Thank you. Regime that they should hit the transfer portal. So they did in droves. And he's also cutting people. He's always got cameras surrounding him. I'm getting a little bad taste in my mouth about Deion Sanders and his mm-hmm. approach to this football team. Because he cut a kid whose dad was on the 19... 19- 90 or 1999 championship Colorado buffs. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that part. And so there's, there seems to be a little bit of in your faceness ego (laughs) that I don't, that I don't like about it. So they did just that. They showcased everything they could of the spring game. And they said, see why a see ya. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty wild stuff. Um, Yeah. They have the 10th most uh, fans at a spring game of all the college football teams this year. Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah, it was definitely like, let's get on the big stage. Let's get the hell out of here. Quickly. Did you see what he was wearing? Uh, a white cowboy hat and with his socks up and a hoodie vest or something with diamonds. <laughs> it was, it was flashy. I didn't even notice all that. I just noticed the cowboy hat and I was like, cowboy hat, Dion? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you're in Colorado, you know, you might as well be wearing 
I, I anything other well, than he, that, I, I'm trying to just blanked on anything Colorado. He spent like five minutes with the the Buffalo mascot, and he's like, "I'm a cowboy now." Yeah, that was it. Was just or he formerly was a cowboy for Dallas. Oh, he, he's probably a, a real cowboy. cowboy. A real cowboy. He probably dusted that cowboy hat off off the took it off the shelf. He's probably had a cowboy hat for a while, so that, I guess that does make sense. I'm I'm getting sour. Should he should he worry about how many is he going to be able to fill a roster next year? Should he worry about how many kids are hitting the transfer portal, or are they doing exactly what he said they were going to? He was gonna, they should do. No, I like that. he's going to fill I'm the stands. With my words, I need to. No, you're calm you're down. Good. Fill up the stands. No, no, no team to play for the for the for the fans that have season tickets. Uh, maybe you just start. Can he? Can you bring? Can you get XFL players in the transfer portal? I'm I don't pretty know sure. Works. Yeah. Depends on how much college they played. All right, my good news of the week. Oh, eligibility. Good call. Yeah, my good news of the week. One, three Alabama players went in the first 12 picks. That's pretty sweet. Um, I did like C.J. Stroud going number two as well. But this has to do with another Alabama quarterback, Tyler Buckner of Notre Ooh. Dame. Just transferred to be Alabama's to be in Alabama's quarterback room. Oh, because Sam Hartman went from Wake Forest to Notre Dame and Sam Hartman's better? Is that what happened there? That's that's it. That's basically it. Now, the Alabama quarterback position was not um was not looking good. Between the two people they have, between Jalen Monroe and I'm forgetting the other person's name. Apparently after the A Day game, pretty wishy washy on who was better. Alabama's offense looks stagnant. Let's hope that Tyler Buckner is good. I haven't watched a second of Tyler Buckner. So let's just hope he's good. He lost to Marshall last year. That is, that doesn't seem so good. <laughs> I just realized didn't Notre Dame or sorry, didn't Alabama take Notre Dame's offensive coordinator? Yes. Okay. I see I see what's going on here. I like this. I didn't piece that together till just now because I read that headline right before we went on air. That's it's obviously, like when- that's obviously what's going to happen. It's like when uh, Jalen Brunson's dad Sam joined the Hartman. Knicks staff. Yeah, Sam Hartman. Yeah, uh, Jalen Brunson's dad joins the Knicks staff, and then they get Jalen Brunson. Same thing. Same, same sort of thing. So that was my good news. I, I like the marrying of offensive coordinator and and uh, Tyler Buckner. I'm going to learn all these names again. I can't believe I can't believe. Uh, Ty Simpson, Jalen Milrow, and Ty Simpson both did not look great this spring game. Those are the two quarterbacks competing for the first first starter, but it looks like Tyler Buckner probably knows the system a little better than those two. Okay, trainer, give me your critical number of the week. 10. An effing 10. All right. Uh, what's that? These are the 10 quarterbacks taken first in the NFL draft from 2010 to 2019. You ready, Massey? Wait, the the first quarterbacks Taken in the draft, in the draft, not overall, just a the first overall quarterback taken in the first round. Okay, in the pat from 2010 to 2019, Sam Bradford, Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, EJ Manuel, Blake Bortles, Jameis Winston, Jared Goff, Mitch Trubisky, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. You like? Do you like that list? No, is Bryce Young going to be on that list? I hate that. He is now, but you know, Trevor Lawrence is on there, so there's there's hope. Right, right. Yeah, that makes the hard. That just points out how hard it is to hit on a quarterback mm-hmm. prospect. Correct, correct. And 
in the past 20 years, only one quarterback who was taken first in the draft, Eli Manning, won a Super Bowl. Is that something you'd be interested in? <laughs> can I can I interest you in that? Uh, yeah, that's a pretty crappy list. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of those ten, just glance at them real quick. Out of those ten, who's still playing football? Eight of them. Ooh, seven. Bradford, Brad, I think Bradford lives in Jackson because I remember. Uh, Wes, oh, that's right. Mis- yeah. Mysterious West went skiing with him because he was a shooting star member. Uh, Cam Newton is trying to make his way back. He said he'd back up like a list of random quarterbacks. Andrew Luck retired. EJ Manuel does ACC Network. Blake Bortles. Um, Probably, I don't know what he does. He's buried he does on Death Sharp somewhere. Yeah, Jared, Jared, no, I don't think he's out of the league. Jared Goff is a starter for the Lions. Mr. Bisky is a backup somewhere. Baker's a Tampa Bay Buck, baby. Buc- Buccaneers starting quarterback mm-hmm. week one. And Kyler Murray is the best quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. So four <laughs> out of 10 are still, four out of 10 are still playing. Yeah, that's not very good. It's not very good, trainer. Not um, good, Bob. Let's uh, my critical number of the week. I'm not sure if you saw this. I thought this was going to be your critical mo- number. A hundred and eighty-five million dollars guaranteed. Hundred eighty-five. Lamar. Lamar Jackson inks a five-year, hundred eighty-five million dollar dollar contract. Excuse me, hundred eighty-five million dollar Hundred eighty-five yeah. million dollar guaranteed contract. Worth over $260 million total? That sounds right. Okay. I wrote it down, and then I just read it, and I was like, does, that doesn't make any sense. So his contract is worth $260 million. He's guaranteed $185 million of that. They get it done. The Ravens treat him well. I am not shocked that the Ravens were going to play him, but at least the Ravens were nice enough and knowledgeable enough to respect what he was doing. And they, then they just buried it in the NFL draft. Everyone's talking about the NFL draft and Lamar walks away with a big fat payday. They got him. Yeah. They got him signed before the draft to give him some confidence there. um, Not draft a quarterback and make things even more awkward. Uh, Nobody stepped up and traded for him. And then, and then they get him a little stocking stuffer and they get Quentin Johnson from TCU as a weapon. So yeah, well done. Ravens. OBJ and, and yeah. That's great. All right. What's your stuck on this week, trainer? Uh, mine was the Raptors. Uh, they fired yes, Nick yes, Nurse. Yes, yes, yes. I saw this. It was so dumb. They fired Nick Nurse. I know the whole like, well, a certain coach's voice gets stale after a while or whatnot. Um, but he won the Raptors, their only title. I know Kawhi Leonard, when he was elite, was a part of that. Um, he's done a great job with the Raptors since. I mean, their best players, Siakam which is not like a, obviously not a all NBA player. He's definitely a top like 30 player in the NBA probably. And I just feel like the good thing for Nick nurse is he can have whatever job he wants next. And he'll probably be one of those coaches that floats around the league for 20 years, has, you know, five different jobs on five different teams, kind of like a Mike D'Antoni or a Tom, Tom Thibodeau, Tim, Tim Thibodeau, Tom, Timmy, Timmy, Tom. Yeah. Tommy sticks, Thibodeau. Tommy sticks, Thibodeau. Um, speaking of the Raptors, I saw a funny quote. Oh, did, aside. Okay, hold on, hold on a second. Uh huh. Yeah, the Raptors are the only franchise that have fired two two coaches, yeah. two coaches yeah. of the year, within like a three year period of them winning it. Yes, correct, correct. All right, go ahead. What's your anecdote? 
Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of the Raptors last time, this is a quote last time I played against Siakam at UCLA, I was 39. I took eight charges on him. Steven Jackson says former NBA player, Steven Jackson. Uh, qu- next quote, you taking charges and pickup, bro. It sounds like you was fuzzing bad word up the runs, bro. Boogie cousins said this Massey. Will you please translate what mobile basketball he is discussing when he says you are messing up the runs, bro. What does that mean in basketball terms? So by taking charges. Well, it's not taking charges. It's taking charges during pickup games when everybody's working on their own individual game. Now, taking a charge is a rather oh. dangerous position to put the offensive player in. If you're taking a charge, you can usually just you know the impact's coming. You saw it with John Morant the other night when he jumped up and LeBron took the charge and he ended up doing an acrobatic flip over LeBron. It's dangerous to do. Now, during the course of a game, when it's all on the line and there's and you want to stop the other team, that's fine. But if you're just doing pickup basketball where people are working on their game, you don't double team and you don't take charges. You know, you just don't okay. you're, put, you don't put yourself in a position where you're like, hey, we're all sitting out here working on stuff. Why are you taking a charge in a pickup game? So it's kind of a mixture of when he says you're effing up the runs, bro, the runs mean both you're trying too hard and you might get somebody hurt as well as you're messing up it. You're messing up the game for everybody else. Who's just trying to work on their. Yeah. Game. Probably work okay. on individual stuff. Craft. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So don't boogie cousins. He's out of the league, but the big man is kind of being kind of being u- utilized again in the NBA. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on a roster. Oh, he's like the cam Newton of the NBA, right? Sure, Cam Cam Newton of the NBA. Let's call well, him that. Well, isn't Boogie playing in like Taiwan or something right now? I I don't I haven't kept track of him. I'm so lost in my notes. All right. Oh, my stuck one was Deion Sanders, trainer. Let's go back to back with you. Give me your quote or question of the week. <clears throat> this is from 2019 pre-draft. Okay. I think you guys I think you guys are probably going to take that little quarterback, and if you do, I will haunt you for the rest of your career. <laughs> Is that Baker Mayfield? No, this is Nick Bosa. Uh, he said this to former, emphasis on former, Arizona Cardinals uh, general manager Steve Keim uh, when he drafted Kyler Murray over Nick Bosa in the 2019 draft. Makes sense. Nick Bosa checks out. Yeah. That guy checks out. He was right. He was right. The rest of his career for the Cardinals. Nick Keim does not have that job anymore, and he obviously plays in the same division, the NFC West. Yeah, and – He's dominant with a really shaky quarterback position. Mm-hmm. All right. My uh, my quote of the week. Um, oh, my question was, are the Memphis Grizzlies perverts? I think we covered that enough. Uh, and Dylan Brooks is a, a coward. He is the color of coward. So, my oh, Could you believe he was blaming us, Massey, the elite uh, sports media, for making him into the heel? That's, because we, yes, we, yes. We did that. We did that to him. I did, did that. see that. So Dylan Brooks has the audacity to go on the record and saying, I don't respect LeBron. He's old. I don't respect anyone until they give me 40. They win game number one. He talks to media. They lose game one, uh, three, excuse me, two and three. And he just says, I'm out and skips the press conference. That is a spineless clown. And he can't go in front of the microphones and face the music and face what he says. That is someone that is online and not in the real world and can't face anybody face-to-face like a man. 100% agree. Just a total, like, 
like, how do you even have the audacity? How is it possible? And yeah, he go, and then, yeah, I forgot to finish that. He goes, y'all, the media made up this narrative. No, we didn't. You, no, we didn't make up. The, you, you made said it, it out up. loud. You said it. That Those words came out of your mouth. All right, trainer. My quote of the week is I'm watching the hockey. I'm watching the hockey. I'm not going to lie. These NBA games are boring as hell. I'm watching hockey. Charles Barkley? Charles Barkley. Sir Barkley. Are you serious? <laughs> yes, Charles Barkley. <laughs> that was just a random guess. He was actually trolling the NBA. That's yeah, he was trolling the NBA. It's great stuff. NHL hockey. I don't know anything about hockey, but watching those games are awesome. Built different, like baseball players. Are you saying hockey players are built different, or are you saying hockey players and baseball players are built the same? Yeah, the same. The baseball players are tough, like hockey players. NBA players are wimps. NFL players are they're wimps. Okay, all right. We don't have much time left. We'll just move on. Charles Barkley's funny. I thought that was funny. Give I'm me, not. Give me your goat of the week. <laughs> give me your goat <laughs> of the week, trainer. <clears throat> all right, my bad goat. To tie a bow on his career, Dan Snyder. One last time, Massey. Yeah, one last time. I've already forgotten. Uh, him. I have flushed him down the toilet. He's not existing anymore. I hope that happens in his for society with him when he goes to London and does whatever he wants to do in London. Um, during his sketch, during Danny Sketch's tenure, zero Super Bowl wins, one stadium railing collapse slash attempted murder mm-hmm. on the highest paid quarterback in NFL history, three double digit win seasons, twenty years, four NFC least titles. I want to make sure that you know that that was when the NFC East was bad. Now it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, six playoff appearances, 10 different head coaches, 20 years of sexual harassment, 27 different car, seven, 27 different starting quarterbacks, the 32nd ranked attendance. Five year, these are, and these are my three favorite highlights here. I didn't realize this. On the five year anniversary of 9 11, he made hats and sold them to fans, and no proceeds went to any sort of 9 11 charities. He requested he requested the video team make a compilation of naked cheerleader content and took te- cheerleaders to Costa Rica, had staff take their passports and wouldn't give them back unless they posted topless for a photo shoot. And he also, as we've talked about, he sued season ticket holders, including grannies who couldn't afford it anymore due to the recession. Dan Snyder. Goodbye. Dan Snyder, I don't have anything to add. I think everything you said was perfect my good go to the week okay okay goodbye snyder go ahead 30 33 year old infielder drew maggie or Maggie. i hope it's maggie he got called up for the first time after he had played a collective 1155 minor league game since 2010 for the pirates all right that feels good yeah that gives me the warm and fuzzies gotta feel good all right my bad go to the week and this is how we're going to finish the show. The Atlanta Hawks booking team for the State Farm Arena where the Hawks play game six on Saturday. Mm, Janet. Janet Jackson. Wait, do they play game six on Saturday? They're supposed to play it tonight. They play it tonight. They double booked it on the 27th. Oh, oh so right. Did, I, I, they, they pushed the they, concert to Saturday. They, they send Janet. They, I think it's either tomorrow or or Saturday. But oh. they double booked the arena. The booking guy at the arena has to feel dumb. He's like, well, honestly, after the playing tournament, I didn't see this coming. 
<laughs> That's true. And the Celtics closed it out, by the way. All right, Celtics. There you go. Janet Jackson, you're on the back burner. Now we'll end the show with a salute to the, to the great- Saints who are about to who are about to pick. Maybe. Depending on who they pick. A salute <laughs> to the GOAT of daytime television who transformed the Ooh. landscape of reality television and what could be real. He went from daytime television, talk show host, to MTV Cancun back when MTV was still risque. Ooh. Rest in peace, Jerry Springer, the best pers- the best one to ever do daytime television. Second best Jerry of all time? First. Don't don't oh, put over- Jones over Springer. Really? Okay, really. That guy's a, a your Jerry Jones is a crook. He's a crook. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Springer was an up, upstanding citizen. Yeah, he he really was a pioneer. He was ahead of his time. All right. I mean, you are you are you casting some doubt on Jerry Springer's pivotal role in television? He crushed it. He crushed it. I thought you were going to say Mike the situation. He changed reality television. But yeah, Jerry Jerry uh, Springer did a good job too. I'm insulted. I'm personally <laughs> insulted that you think Mike the situation was a better daytime television person than Jerry Springer. It was the it was like Girls Gone Wild before Girls Were Gone Wild. No, I know. I, I mean, yeah, Jerry 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 Jones, Jerry Springer, R.I.P. Um, yeah. See all right, after life, guys. That's it. That's all. Trainer and I. Are, I'm about to have some choice words for Trainer. I am seething mad right now. That is it. I, I that, can't believe no, the, 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 Saint, the, the Saints are about download to pick. And we're the, we're the, the in podcast. the show with the Saints. Will Levis is on the board. Uh, the Saints are picking. We're out. We're out. We'll come back if it's something crazy. I can't. Wait. <laughs>